There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wake up in the morning feeling like... Waterman is extremely well. She's very slippery. You don't own me. Okay, now the tough question. Is this a try? Yes or no? Just because I'm a woman. Hello, tryhards. Hello, everybody. We're back. We're back. It's a new year. We've had an extended January. It's break. a new dawn. It's a new day. <laughs> is that the right way around? Or is it the new day? It's a new dawn. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. I actually heard a okay. really nice version of that the other day by an artist. Just now? No. No, it wasn't <laughs> the artist. It wasn't the artist formerly known as Danielle Waterman. It was by an artist called Victory Boyd. And I would recommend looking it up because it's very beautiful. That's one of my favorite songs before you just murdered it. Um, but yeah, really beautiful version. So there is my first tip of the year for the tryhards listeners. Um, can I just say the pod is back and you are back. You were back from holiday. Can I, and... The bikini shots got a little bit saucy by the end. Hold oh, a second. No, don't interrupt. So you started with a, it was a sarong and a, or like there was a sunset. And then it was all oh, getting a bit more confident. I'll stand uh, on a boat, but it'll be my back. And then it'll be Baywatch babes that your dad took the picture. Um, and then by the end of it, the doddy werewolf, froth, froth. Thing is, you can't hide it. They're there. Um, my, dad, my dad definitely did not take that photo. By the way, can I just like clarify that? My dad definitely didn't take that photo. Number one. Number two. I'll be honest. Like, I this holiday is like giving me a bit of a kind of like pause for thought and made me realise that this isn't the life I should be living. Like, I got back from Mexico on Thursday morning, and then Saturday evening I was sat in a freezing cold stand at Parker Scarlet's. And at the moment, I can just I feel like I can hear LA calling my name. So I feel like what are going to be the avenues for me to to make that happen, perhaps becoming like a social media influencer. And since posting bikini pictures in Mexico, I've had a a hundred and something new Instagram followers. It's transparent. It's obvious, but it's the way forward for me. So I'm not (laughs) saying that I'm going to start an OnlyFans but it definitely had its benefits posting a couple of pictures that I didn't think were too fruity, but apparently others did. Oh, I mean, the fruit were probably 
Oh, the, yeah. the Malons were out. <laughs> I just feel sorry for you who now has to take pictures of me in similar poses in the middle of a city in Spain this week. You know, it's that's when it's going to be awkward when there's no beach involved. Um, talking about Spain. Talking about Spain. I um, obviously saw the players arriving and like all the photos on the beach and all the Aussies are in their bikinis looking wonderful. Um, and I mean, the material, each each seven series, the, the material is getting smaller and smaller. I don't know whether it's because they're getting more muscly or whether that's just the, no, the items they're buying. So when I was seeing all of that, I was up in the Highlands and I was going to be away for a couple of weeks. So I thought, oh, you know, I'll pack. I'm going to be wearing a, a world rugby polo during my commentary. So I'll pack some jeans. I didn't go crazy, but I thought maybe a couple of linen trousers or whatever. And then I saw photographs of the commentary box where they've all got about five jackets on and scarves. So in my head, I think I was maybe similar um, temperatures to Mexico, Dubai. <laughs> the That's what I, thought. <laughs> I actually spoke to Josh Turner, who is uh, one of the directors on the World 7 series, like the actual TV directors yesterday. And my question was, Josh, what are the temperatures like? Just as simple as that, so that I know what to pack. And he basically gave me a run through of brands of jackets to bring. He sent me photographs. He's like, have you got a barber? I was like, no, I haven't got a barber, Josh. Like, not like I've got one that I want to like for horse riding. And he was like, hmm. <laughs> and I was just like, Josh, I don't need like, I just need you to tell me like how cold it is. And then he was like, it's chillier in the evenings in the shade. It's very cold. I'm like, yeah, that's common sense. Like. But this is the same boy who asked, what's that film called where all the animals go to Madagascar? So I don't know why I was asking him for common sense advice. <laughs> but anyway, if, if you, as tryhards listeners, haven't gleaned, Nolly and I are both off to the Seville Sevens tomorrow, which is very exciting. We're on an early flight out of Heathrow. Um, USA went big last weekend. USA Women won. Um I think Alona Mars' parents are like their secret weapon because the last tournament they won was Biarritz and her mum and dad were there for that. Did you see that? So the post-match interview was brilliant. So she got play of the final. I must admit, her her work rate and detail of her passing, because she's such a threat, ball in hand, defenders hold on her. It's a bit nausey rugby bit. We'll get, we'll get a bit of rugby in there just because it's supposed to be a rugby podcast. But... um. Her ability to hold a defender and then wait and time the pass for the speedsters to hit them. The lines were amazing, but it was incredible. And she gets through a lot of work for a big power player, like fair play to her. And then when she got playing for final in the interview, they were like, oh, so the last time you won a tournament, um, do you know who was player of the final? And she was like, yes, that was me. <laughs> So, hey, the story is when Alona Mar is on fire, um, but also when America is But I, yes. her dad's social media handle is VT Prop, which I work in TV and have done my whole adult life. So, in my head, I was like, why is her dad's Instagram handle videotape prop? And now I've realized they're from Vermont, and that is the two letter code for that state. You could so, probably sell that to somebody in TV, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, who knows? Um, Malaga Sevens was last weekend. USA women took the crown in the women's. Uh, South Africa took the men's, I think. 
Yep, they beat Argentina. And the England boys, so the England team were and now, and Wales were there. So Nick Wakeley is on the circuit coaching Wales men. To see that is, end. Come on. Um, he's honestly like a kid in a sweet shop. It looks like he's eating the whole sweet shop. And I'm joking, Nick. I'm joking, joking. Um, but he is just so excited to be back doing what he should be doing as a full like a full-time paid coach that's amazing um but the England boys completely surpassed anything that anyone would have predicted for them obviously helped out a little bit by the fact that New Zealand and PG went there but they did get the bronze medal and AJ who's captaining them was just if you don't follow him or you haven't seen the stuff on England rugby um he is he has been through the mill when it comes to so many things that life has thrown at him, whether it's injuries, whether it's family, whatever it might be. And he's just awesome and loving what he's doing and is all clearly um, inspiring this new group. I think it was nine David Tons for England men and seven for the women or something crazy like that. And um, yeah, they came away with the medal, um, which was class. Um, there's another news with the men's sevens. Tom Mitchell being out was just playing for the Guillotines. And, and also, I was really interested to see what position he was going to be playing because obviously he's a playmaker in sevens, but that doesn't necessarily always transition into what you'll be in 15s. And he replied cryptically, I'll be watching some of your old videos. And I was like, are they VTs and scrum half or are they DVDs and fullback? <laughs> Wow, that's really interesting. Obviously, uh, Matt Gitter has gone back down there. Billy Meeks is down there. There's a really quality back line. There we go. That is your path into LA. Well, yeah. So I feel like we could do a Giltini's piece. Um, Obviously, one of my friends is part of the coach. You want to do a Giltini's piece? You're funny, Danielle. You're funny. Let's keep it clean. This is New Year, New Us. New Year, New Us. (laughs) Um, but yeah, you know, when I move to LA, then I'll be covering loads of Giltini stuff. So, um, you know, something for everyone to look forward to. We'll get Sparky um, on the card. We're in. What are you going to say? Doesn't, I just want to say, we, you know, it was really cool to see the England girls back in back in the rows. Obviously, they've been with Team GB. Um, Meg Jones was something else in the tournament. Like... Her highlights reel, it, just from the, that tournament alone, was redonkulous. One of her kick chases, and the, so she kicks it over, regathers it, like burns people. I've never seen her run so fast, but she's the most competitive person other than me that I've ever seen in a rugby field. So she like ran faster than I think she's ever got to. So yeah, she got the ball down, and then it was literally, she got up and was like, nodding, being like, I got it, I got it. Right. Yep, finger pointing in the air. Um, it's class. It's just so good to see. Again, somebody that is a world-class rugby player but has had such a challenging time with injuries for such a young player I mean she's not that yet oh gosh I think she's mid-20s now but um hasn't had that opportunity to really cement who she is as a player um on the world you know on a world level because she's had to like she comes in plays amazing then goes injuries so it's just so good to see her and then as I say getting all of the traction on the social media and the love for what she did was just and crazy. You know what? I think that is a really important thing and something that you know as somebody who's been involved in the sevens 
I've been really concerned over the past couple of years, the fact that because Sky Sports don't carry the sevens on a frontline channel anymore, the only way to watch it is on YouTube. And I think that's doing a disservice to the UK teams who've been involved, that people aren't finding it as easily. You're having to seek it out. You're not apathetically watching it. But I will say that from World Rugby's perspective, the work they're doing to get clips out has been phenomenal this season across the the dates that we've seen in Dubai and now the Spanish leg. And it seems more than anything that it's benefiting the women's game because it feels like the video that goes viral every week is one of our girls. And I'd love to see that. And one thing I just want to pick up on is a segue for me. You've brought up Meg Jones, the one that got away. She always will be for me. But something that we talked about on the pod last year, when World Rugby made their changes to the qualification requirements around international players and being able to move international teams if you have had can i just say what what shameless segue mate shameless you talk about welsh rugby and all of a sudden i just want to bring it i just think like (laughs) when we talked about that law change and when it was reported widely in the press and there were articles about it the biggest thing that came out of it were articles about pacific island qualified players in the men's game who had been capped by New Zealand once or twice, Australia once or twice, and could go back and play for their Pacific Island nation that they have heritage for. And the one that we picked up was Karis Williams, who hasn't been capped by England for three years and now requalifies for Wales and has been back in that training squad. So I would just like to say on behalf of the Tryhards podcast, you are welcome, Welsh Rugby Union, because I'm sure we're the one that brought that to your attention. Um. Yeah, she she will be a huge asset to like literally she's like a very big athletic woman, but she will be massive for them. Um because yeah, she but like she's always been a brilliant player and then had this amazing couple of seasons. I think she was at Litchfield and then Loughborough. Um and yeah, rightly got the call up into England and then has kind of been overlooked because of you know, Scars has held that 13 shirt, then they've just gone for a more distributing player um and yeah i think i th- there there is movement of some other players it hasn't all been announced yet um but i've heard on the grapevine slash my dms um that people are going into training camps and that have been involved in england um or been involved in other nations and they have gone across um and in a world cup yeah i just think it's amazing because you want the best players in the world competing in the biggest tournaments and there's only so many spots that the top nations can have. And therefore, if teams can be strengthened by other players that rightly are at international level, um, I think it's awesome. So I think the women's game is massively benefiting from the rule change, which is really cool. Um, and I'm going to segue back to the sevens as you segue away from it. I'm going to go back to it to make your point that um, obviously just popped into your mind. Um, but, um, you know, Fiji not being able to be part of the tournament, Samoa um, for the men's two things. Poland, hello, beating Canada, like absolutely amazing. And I think it was Dallin Stanford announced on day three that Poland rugby acknowledged that it was their greatest ever rugby achievement, men's, women's, sevens, fifteens, because of the status of the tournament and the status of the team that they beat so big shout out to them Rachel Burford was commentating her mum is Polish I feel like she's working her way into head coach role they will be at the Olympics in a few 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 cycles time 
hey, maybe she'll go back you heard to it here first. Again, <laughs> exactly. you heard it on, um, on the tryhards first. I want to segue away from sevens. Because no, 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 just one thing, one quick. thing. Make and it you quick. will appreciate this because it was just to say it's devastating for the Blackburns girls not being back on the series. You know, they put in so much work. All the players do. And you don't train to train, you train to play and to be the best. We haven't seen them since the Olympic Games yet, um, which is devastating, you know. But one person that didn't know whether they would even be able to get back onto rugby field. Um, and you're smiling at me now because you know that I'm going to say a huge shout out to Niall Williams, who had surgery on her neck and the post that she put out um, around her journey, the struggle she's had um, and the fact that she's been back in, in training is just amazing. It's rubbish for every other nation because she's an absolute destroyer. But welcome back to training and welcome back and just a massive well done for for. Also, my youngest daughter, Rima Ray's birthday today. So happy birthday to her. Happy birthday, RR. Um, Right, I want to move back to, well, we're in Europe because it's Spanish sevens, which is exciting. But European Champions Cup, you were at the marmalization, the demolition, the the brutalization of Bath on Saturday. Is anyone going to get past Leinster in this year's Champions Cup? How good were they? Or were Bath just like dog muck? That was quite harsh. Well, um, I'm asking. I'm asking. You tell me. So, the first ten minutes, Bath went into the lengths of twenty-two four times, and they were in there. And then they just they were a team that clearly hasn't been winning regularly because they just could not convert territory and possession into points. Um, they had some moments of really good time, like really good, really good times, uh, really good rugby, and <laughs> um, but. Yeah, Leinster were impressive. And what's impressive about Leinster is the depth of their team. So they take off um, like one ridiculous international and they bring on someone like Ian Healy, who's got 100 odd caps. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like watching the Red Roses play in that they just keep on coming. Um, and it was impressive. Johnny Sexton was br- brilliant in terms of pulling the strings. Um, I think <sighs> Bath, what was impressive was the crowd and you would never have known that they had lost the game by what 60 or points um, because they just stayed in the game with them and they kept them there and kept it good to watch and good atmosphere, which was really good. It also helps that Leinster have got the same blue in their flags and shirts. So it looks more like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but actually Leinster tries and the moments were brilliant rugby and it was really cool that the club and the home supporters were acknowledging good rugby so there was a really good atmosphere from that point of view um I think the problem with with Leinster and you know Jamie touched on it as Mr Leinster they don't get challenged in the URC very much they weren't challenged by Montpellier they hadn't played and they played Montpellier for 80 points they played Bath they weren't really challenged and the next round in the round 16 they've got Connacht so then I think where they might fall down is there were moments where they weren't clinical. They got their timing slightly wrong. They didn't read the defence as well as you normally would expect from a team that's put under lots and lots of pressure. Yeah. So where I feel they may struggle is that bit. That said, 
all of the team are going to go and play in Six Nations, come back and have played in a lot of pressure in Six Nations and be absolutely fine. So I'm sure they'll be content. Do you know what? That's just what Wales wanted to see on the weekend when they've got Ireland up first is Johnny Sexton on that kind of mercurial form. One thing I will say, though, is, as you've mentioned, they will face Connacht in the uh, round of 16, which is home and away legs, which is the first time it's ever happened in uh, the European Cup, which I think is really exciting. It brings a, a new facet to it. Connacht were the most amazing value for money against Stade Francais on Sunday. Uh, unfortunately, they couldn't hold off for the win in the end, which meant that Cardiff then fell into the Challenge Cup from the Champions Cup. But Jared Butler, their number eight, not the Hollywood one, the Connacht Gal- Galway one, who's actually a Kiwi, was fantastic. Great to watch. Really enjoy watching him in the URC um so yeah that matchup I think is going to be an epic one I'm gutted that Cardiff missed out though because we would have had Racing home and away devastating blow a devastating blow yeah I mean I think the story of Cardiff I maybe I'm in it a bit more because we obviously covered two of their games but I feel like and obviously you're blue inside um and not just because your flat's cold but I um Freezing. um I've really got behind the like Cardiff story as like the little rat bags in the tournament yeah. <laughs> um and having the fish brought back to play Racing against um Finn Russell would have been class <laughs> How good that have been? oh th- that would have actually been my dream 10 matchup it's just Jouet Jouet all the way <laughs> uh, one thing whilst we are on Cardiff I know it's not quite Cardiff will be next season but uh, Thomas Young really good news to hear that he was released from hospital yesterday evening and was able to fly back with Wasps medical staff um, that looked really horrendous and quite scary and um, sending love to the young family Moriarty family and just hoping that Thomas is uh, okay and on the mend and uh, I'm sure April is has rushed to Coventry his mama to look after him and he's in good hands there, surrounded by his uh, his, his lovely girls. So, uh... um, yeah, and no, it's like amazing when you see any injury, like a neck injury or head injury or anything, where someone they do take that much time to get them off the field. You, you know that they're taking massive precautions. That's cool. Um, I think just generally, it's really interesting, and, and maybe we're keeping this pod short, so not the discussion now, but the whole Champions Cup format this year has been. It's been a real weird one for me. I, I don't think it's been an easy one to follow. I think now we're into round 16. Like you say, it's actually really exciting because you've got a home and away fixture and there's like this like tension. Yeah. But it, it was interesting to watch rugby tonight on the weekend and Craig Doyle, Brian O'Driscoll in particular, I think it was Lawrence with them in the studio, talking about how they absolutely loved the, um, you know, the, the build into the weekend and that people were in and then they were out and the jeopardy of every all yeah. of the points and and I think that that was fair but I also think that that was just one of four rounds because the the, the first three rounds no one really understood what was going on or anything like that like call me cynical but they can't bash a competition that they pay a lot of money to cover on BT Sport and I I completely, I inherently disagree with their assessment of it. We've had four rounds of group matches before going into a two-legged round of 16. The, the, the competition this year is a mess. We've lost over a quarter of all matches to COVID. That can't be helped. But I think it's disingenuous to say that this has been the best because Cardiff could have qualified for a Champions Cup knockout place having not won a game 
obviously it will go down in the history books that we nilled to lose and and put four tries past them but that didn't happen that's you know a covid score so i think it's very disingenuous to say that it's more exciting and i also think it's a weird one to say that it came down to the wire i put something on instagram and i put hashtag you can't script round six because that has been you know in the nearly 15 years well 15 years that i've worked on this competition that's what it's always come down to you know you've got your big cues your little cues who's going to be your your third place teams who's going to drop down into challenge cut places it's all it's like that every year there's jeopardy every year so i, I personally disagreed with them and i don't think that this competition i think fundamentally we are going to have a Toulouse Leinster final if that's the way that it matches up and they're on opposite sides of the tournament and I think we will have a final for the ages if they're the two teams that get there however I don't think that this will go down as as being it's always going to have an asterisk by it a little bit like the year that Ulster won when the English teams didn't compete it's always going to have an asterisk next to it in my opinion um well talking about formats I'm going to segue into a different tournament come at um, me which is which is um different for officially for the first time ever men's six nation kicks off without the women's and it's not because of covid it's not because of anything else it's because they are on their own which means that tryhards you don't need to worry your brains on trying to think about match point for both tournaments you just need to know where you're at with the men's game and i had last night go on email from pete so did i mate it, that's a group email <laughs> um, did i you get them and i think you emailed me did you delete the pete oh you went very silent then which i think is a good get out because i know that the boys will listen to this at match pint we are bringing match pint up i know that we've got what a, another weekend before the six nations starts but just to remind you to update your app to download it if you haven't got it you can play along not with us but against us that's the beauty of it as always the tryhards league will have the league pin tryhards we take it seriously on this podcast because we absolutely love it. And for me, it's been really interesting over the past few years since we started working with Match Point, where I would say to friends, I'll get involved. You know, it's good, it's good for us how people keep coming back to it because there's no better way to remember what games are being played on the weekend. And it does just give you that little bit more attachment to it. We are absolutely buzzing for it. And as Nolly's mentioned, the Women's Six Nations will take place later than the Men's Six Nations this year which will mean even more exciting things for the Tryhards podcast and possibly with Matchpoint. Uh, so on that note, uh, my friend, I will see you at Heathrow tomorrow morning, very bright and early. Yeah, hopefully, well, just as bright as your fleece that you're currently with and hopefully you're there because you're travelling down very early from Cardiff. Oh, don't worry about it. It's fine. I will be fine. Um I think this is the only time I will see your eyeballs at a normal size when you're that tired. Um, try hard. Keep in touch. Let us know what you're up to. Uh, we're, um, we're keen to get some stories out there. So if anyone wants some shout outs, if anyone wants to um, have a little competition to win something, we might be able to find some statues. I'll get down with you. Like, I'll tell you what, yesterday I wore my Bristol University bubble hat. Nice. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so we'll come and see you if you want us to. Uh, we are off to Spain. We are going to try and record some content. Nolly has got very little faith in me that we'll get this done, but I'm promising you guys. So 
Hasta mañana. Ciao for now. That's Italian. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.